Jackal. Hello. 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 Why can't I hear myself in my own headphones? But I can hear you. You sound great. Oh, thank you. Hello. There I am. Hello. Hello. There I am. Hello. Hello. Here we are. We did it. We made it, despite the many foibles along the way. How are you, Hava? How was your Passover? Baruch Hashem. I'm well. Um, my Passover was pretty wonderful, actually, for the most part. I went to one Seder. I went to a first night Seder at one of my Hevruta's house, and it was incredible. I mean, like all Seders, it lasted forever and like ultimately was very arduous by the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this Hevruta just like cooks the most phenomenal meal like one of the best meals i'll eat this year was this passover seder right the soft matzah soft matzah homemade soft matzah pomegranate molasses brisket fucking like homemade fish cakes and simis homemade matzah ball soup just like everything a gal could want so that was really great and really cute and just like ideal the sort of eh part of my passover was just like all those days of hog all those days of like being forbidden from doing work ultimately got to be like a little little too much a little too much uh space for me you actually do that yeah i mean not like i'm sure not up to the standard that many people would consider doing that you know i do it in my own way to like the level that works for me but approximately as much as i do shabbat i do that that's wild that's wild (laughs) see we're gonna talk about passover for this episode just so you know oh i see it's hard for me to understand what you're supposed to do on passover it's so confusing it is confusing i was trying to explain it to my boyfriend the other day that it's like a total of seven days four of which are big holiday and three of which are sort of holiday half holiday half not holiday well, you, you just taught me something, Hava, because I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't make sense of this shit. There yeah. is no, I'm sure there's a good primer out there, but why do we need a frickin' primer on this holiday? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hear you. I also uh, think it's just like, uh, I'm surprised, I guess I'm not surprised to hear you say this, but I would like, I would like for you to realize the contradiction because I feel like you love arcane and elaborate shit from other religions <laughs> that absolutely needs a primer. I love arcane and elaborate shit, yes. But tell me what the arcane and elaborate shit is in a step-by-step process. It's not the arcaneness or the elaboration or the elaborateness. It's... <laughs> It's the lack of a step-by-step process. It's just presented as a description of events as opposed to commands. Right. Like if you're going to if you're going to like Mishnah and stuff to try to figure out what you're doing on Passover, it's hard to reconstruct. Yeah, yeah. Like imagine if a friend was trying to explain to you how to navigate like a new social situation. Like, okay, this is the first time that you're going to a bar. You know, right. Reading a Wikipedia article about bars isn't going to actually tell you how to like behave, act, tip. Sure. How to signal the bartender, you know, non-verbally. I think that kind of stuff. We need that. The Jews need that. Yeah. There are some resources out there. I don't think I don't think the world is ignorant of this desire. No, it's true. It's true. Maybe I'm just tired of looking at the Internet, though. 
That is very fair. Michael, hi, how are you? And how was your Passover? I'm doing good. For my Passover with Grunge Girl, we actually watched the 1970s original version of Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow. Interesting choice. Which I never, well, not for Passover, but it, you know. Coincidentally. Coincidentally. Have you ever seen it? Um, I don't think so. It's very, very gay. The Roman guards, they're all like kind of skinny, twig-like, pasty dudes. Mm-hmm. And they're all wearing these skinny tank tops that are all pink. Oh. It was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty good. I think it's the best musical of all time. I'm That's that. really, I don't, we need a whole episode for me to explain to you how wrong that no, is. No, it's but totally right. It's a great musical. It's a great musical. I won't argue that it's great. I think that is fully subjective, and I'm open to being it true. It being true, but wait, wait, wait that a is the greatest. You no. don't think Jesus Christ Superstar is a good musical, a great musical? I, I think it's good. I think it's fine. I don't think it's great. All right, I'll take fine. That's fine. I think it gets by a lot on novelty. Honestly. This is turning into a whole other episode topic, but I think if Jesus Christ Superstar was about anything other than Jesus, it would not be as successful as it is, which is fine. I mean, that's inherent to the concept. That's essential. But to me, it's like the material isn't compelling enough to make up for the other lackluster elements. Yeah, like it's good because it's Jesus, but that almost makes the musical harder to do. I think the music is pretty timeless. I'm willing to admit that it could be great for some people. It's just not the greatest. All right. We'll leave it at that then. Okay. I'm glad you're doing better than you were. We tried to record yesterday and it was too stressful in the home. The dog was barking. The most I've ever heard your dog bark ever. Yes. We had unexpected electrical workers just kind of show up and it was very stressful. I posted a really cute picture of my dog and my boyfriend's mom dog cuddling on my lap today to the patreon so for all you patrons who haven't gone to see it go check it out but it was really cute and now i'm gonna show you live because they're doing it right now these two little babies oh my god they these are two best friends butt. they are butt to butt, butt, to butt. It, yeah. it's it, it's like cat dog the cartoon <laughs> but dog 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 yeah Oh, they're so cute. Yeah, that's nice. So that's really sweet, especially because my boyfriend's mom's dog is like uh, not that friendly to other dogs. So this is like a real breakthrough moment for her. Wow, that's a big accomplishment. Okay, Mackle. Yes. It's the time. It's the time of the day. It's the time of the show. It's the time of our lives for you to tell me what you've brought. So I wanted to bring something that was post-Pesach appropriate. Okay. PPA for short. Right. K for pee-pee, kosher for post-Pesach. <laughs> say that again? K for pee-pee. Because I always say, K- people say K for pee, kosher for Passover. Oh. This is K for pee-pee, oh, kosher yeah. for post-Passover. I see, I see. Okay, anyway, uh, don't let me derail you. Confusing. Even though that's what our show is founded on. Okay, Mishnah Pesachim 9-1. Mm. One who was ritually impure or on a distant journey, and did not observe the first Pesach, you know, by participating in the whole lamb sacrifice on the 14th of Nisan, should observe a second Pesach. Right, Pesach Sheni. 14th of Iyar, the next month. Iyar, Iyar, who knows? Iyar, Iyar. Also, just for the record, not a fan of the Jewish calendar. 
it's kind of lunar, it's kind of solar. It's like, just pick one and go with it. Oh, Michael. You woke up today and said, let me bring my worst takes to the show. These are let not- me cook up the most awful things I could say and bring them all to the pot. Wait, you, you think the, the Jewish calendar is the best calendar? I think it's better than the Gregorian calendar. Well, sure. I mean, I'm not... Look, skip months... Not not cool, okay? Not cool. Okay, I think the worst thing, but it's also the funniest thing about the Jewish calendar, is that when we have a leap year, instead of having a new name for that month, we just have Adar 2, which is so fucking funny. Look, it's kind of funny, but... The cooler Adar. I'm for joking about all sorts of things. You know that about me. <sighs> but when it comes to time, when it comes to the base reality that we live in, time is not funny. Not funny. That is not true. Yet again, another big wrong by Michael Sokolovsky here on the pod. I'm just full of wrongs. Anyway, so someone who missed out on Pesach for unforeseeable circumstances should do Pesach to electric Pesachaloo. Yes. On the 14th of the next month. Yes. And I think, I believe this is about specifically the whole Paschal lamb thing. If you didn't do that sacrifice, mm-hmm. then you should do it again. And so the reason why you couldn't do it is if you're on this journey that's far away from the temple, you can't do it because you're not near the temple, or you're impure and you can't do it for various purity-related reasons. Mm-hmm. But that that's confusing to me, because not every single person has to sacrifice a lamb on Pesach at the temple. That seems... Like an excessive number of lambs. <laughs> well, I think it's complicated. Let me pull up my source so that I can like speak confidently when I say this. You have a Pesach source? I mean, I at one point, some listeners of the show may even have been there. I taught one of my very first classes was teaching the entire 10th chapter of Mishnah Pesachim, which is where they outline the Seder. So I've had some experience with these Mishnayot. So the deal is, the long and short of it is basically each family or coherent social group of people Mm -hmm. offers their own lamb. Okay. And there's many, many Talmudic discussions about like what constitutes a group, who's in on the lamb, who's out on the lamb, what lamb are you obligated on, all that stuff. Okay, I would love to know the average size of a cohesive group right? and the population size that these rules apply to, because I'm imagining like a photo day kind of thing where it's just a line of... (laughs) Well, there are, there's like a whole procedure where there's like crowds of people in the different courtyards of the temple doing different stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. so It is a whole, whole fucking deal. It is very much a photo day experience, it would seem. Okay. Do people still do photo day? Is that a thing people do? I have. I don't know what the kids are doing these days. Yeah, I, I will tell you, I know that there are extant communities like the Samaritans who still do Passover sacrifices. Right. But they do it. Where do they do it? Is it a certain location or is it? Do I they think just they do it? do it on a mountain. They do it on a mountain. Okay. Interesting. But again, this is like literally so out of pocket for me i'm like not i just like know this little factoid i don't know enough to like genuinely talk about it in a meaningful way on the show but yeah so it's conceivable that this person in question who was on a boat or ritually impure at the time of the passover sacrifice maybe whatever their unit they're belonging to their family for Mm -hmm. for a start 
didn't have an opportunity to fulfill their obligation with regards to the Paschal Lamb. Yeah, now I wonder if you're on a boat with 20 sailors and you all come back and you all lost out on the opportunity. Do you all have to individually do a new sacrifice or can you be like a sailor family unit? Right. If you and your 20-man gay sailor polycule <laughs> yeah, are out. Exactly. All your beards and your kids are at home. Right, uh, So right, they do right. it. Can you go do the thing with the lambs in the just, sacrifice? Just guys being bros, eating a Passover sacrifice five feet apart because they're not gay. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, yeah, this whole Pesach Shani, it's pretty neat. Uh, apparently, I did not really know about it, but apparently some folks, you know, they think of it as like a time for second chances or mm -hmm. time if you missed Passover to do it again. Do you do anything with it? Have you ever? I don't do anything with it, although I've seen several people put out resources for different rituals to do. Some people do like a little a mini Seder just to mark the occasion. I've seen a couple different things, but I personally have, have never done anything about it, even though I love when Jewish holidays have repeat versions of themselves. What are some of the other repeats? I guess it's not really a repeat. This is, I guess, kind of the opposite situation, which is Purim, which is basically in a year where there's two Adars. Mm -hmm. That means you technically have two Purims. Wow. And so you observe Purim Katan, little Purim, in the first Adar, and then you observe the real Purim in the second Adar. Interesting. Okay, it's kind of the opposite. I like that. That's fun. It's a, kind of weird that it seems like what we're actually having in normal years is Adar 2, yeah. and then Adar 1 is what gets added, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Whoa. Much Whoa. to think about. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, that's the little mini episode thing I brought. I didn't know about it. If you didn't do the Passover thing, or your Passover was shitty, or you missed out. Right. If you, like many gay Jews, ruined Passover by coming out to your parents. Wait, that that's a thing people do at Passover? I mean, it's a thing that people do on all kinds of holidays. It's a grand gay tradition to ruin various holidays by coming out. See, I had this whole theory I was telling Grunge Girl, which is in spring, everyone's a little bit on edge because like, uh -huh. you've been cooped up. You've been cooped up. It's like the last time you don't want to come out to anyone in the spring. If mm, if you can avoid it, if you can avoid it. Right. Right. I mean, if you can't avoid it, you got to do it. That's that's the thing you have to do. But ideally, like wait until May or June. Everyone's adjusted. Yeah. What season did I come out in? I think it was the summer. I came out several times. It took a lot of pushing and prodding for my parents to well and truly reject me. I mean, it, it, the first time I came out, they were basically like, no, that's not true. So don't bring that up again. Okay. Wow. Goodbye. And, you know, me being like the little gaby that I was, I was like, didn't really have the sense of self and presence to be like no it really is until like another year later where i was like no i checked in over this year to see if that was gonna go away and it didn't that's a very interesting reply to your uh to your reveal it's there's there's yeah. plausibility of like look i love I love gay people you're not one of them <laughs> but you're just not a gay person i'm sorry you just don't know right. enough i mean to know. they don't love gay people it would I would be much more open to this response if that had been the vibe. 
I feel like that might actually, like in the right progressive woo-woo household and neighborhood, I bet there has been an instance where a kid has been like, parents, I think I might be gay. And the parents are like, look, I don't think you're gay. You're just surrounded. <laughs> Listen, by we're gay. Look, we're gay. Like we're, we're a gay. five lesbian polycule who's been <laughs> raising you. Okay, we know about being gay. We know about it. And like, look, you just don't. You don't have enough life experience yet to know if you're gay or straight. You're only two years old. Why are you saying these things? You know. Oh my goodness. I think the important things are you can have a second Passover uh-huh. and don't come out to anyone in the early spring if you can avoid it. <sighs> I guess so. So, yeah, for everyone out there who needs a second Passover, your chance is coming up. Thank you for this delicious tidbit. Thank you all for listening. Sign up for the class I'm teaching at the end of the month, Beyond Measure, about some Mishnah that I love. I'll put a link in the description. And we will catch you next week. Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov.